This is the Little Moments Count radio podcast, created in partnership with community radio stations throughout Minnesota. Each episode, you'll hear interviews with early childhood experts on how to support the important brain development that takes place in the first 1,000 days of life, just through Little Moments every day. Learn more at littlemomentscount.org slash podcast. It's 89.9 KMOJ, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for you to kick back, relax, but enjoy and get ready for Little Moments Count. Now, Little Moments Count is happening during the drive time on 89.9 in partnership with Little Moments Count. We're talking about Little Moments Count is a statewide collaborative focusing on helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development at the first three years of life. Now, we're looking at nearly 80% of the brain growth happens at the first thousand days of a small person's life. Now, we're talking about talking, playing, reading, singing. I mean, the list goes on with helping it to happen. But even beyond that, for more information, if you'd like to visit littlemoments.org, that's littlemomentscount.org. And I'd like to say good afternoon to Dr. Artika Tyner. And uh, I'd like to say uh, good afternoon and welcome to Camel J Studios. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me here. No doubt, no doubt. Now, just a little bit about yourself, um, you know, for those that may not know. Uh, for, for me, we're talking about an educator. We're talking about an author, uh, a, a keynote, keynote of the keynotes when it comes to being a speaker, uh, advocate of justice. Um, you have your own, you know, when it comes to uh, books and that kind of thing. I, one question, how many books have you actually written? Because I know there's a host of them. 35. Uh, man, I, I knew it was up there. I knew it was up there. And, 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 and beyond that of what I've just quoted, um, can you give them just a little more about yourself? Because, you know, there's an attorney, there's a list of a, a whole lot of, uh, of different things that goes on that you've already partaked in in your young life. I would say I'm a daughter of Rondo, five generations strong in the Rondo community. And that's really grounded me in a sense of justice and purpose. So all the things that I do are about ensuring that our people had the skills and resources, not just to survive, but to thrive. No doubt, no doubt. Now, when it comes to the youngsters and the little ones, um, what are some of the things that we can do to empower and encourage kids to read more? Because reading is that, that, that fundamental thing. To encourage our young people to read more, make it a part of our daily routine. Make it a part of learning in the cars or driving along, identifying signs, billboards. Those are some of the things that my mother did for me. Interacting with the materials that we're reading, whether it's related to the news and reading the news captions as the news is going on. But more importantly, it's just those routines matter. Just 20 minutes alone per day can make a difference between those early learning experiences to getting our children to have a word recognition, reading comprehension of over a million words. So I would say start in the small day-to-day activities and make reading and learning a part of it. No doubt, no doubt. Now, even beyond that, uh, what was that inspiration that got you started when it, we're talking about planting people, growing justice press and bookstore? For me, I founded the bookstore and the publishing house in 2017 to respond to a need, the need to first address the need to bridge the gap around the literacy challenges that our community is facing. When one in four American children are not reading at grade level by fourth grade, we know we have a national crisis because we know reading is the foundation of learning. 
from zero all the way up to third grade, you're learning to read. Once you pivot past that third grade mark, you have to be able to read to learn. So our goal was to promote literacy in a meaningful way, in addition to promoting diversity in books, to making sure we were seeing positive representation of African-American children in books, because it's that simple notion that you cannot be what you cannot see. So having that inspiration of lawyers, of doctors, of engineers, of authors, of community members reflected in the books that we were providing for the children was vitally important for us. Now, how does your books and the resources that you have, because not only do have you done 35 books plus, because even before you written the first one, you were already writing a script. Uh, but even beyond that, but but resources as well. How does that contribute to the social justice and with that initiative? It's vitally important because my mantra is leaders are readers. So having the possibility to read, for instance, my work as a civil rights attorney is trying to understand some of the lessons that we can learn, whether it's the Voting Rights Act and some of the challenges and barriers that we have related to the ballot box today, understanding things like we're working on a new book project related to food justice and how do we make sure we have access to healthy and nutritious foods. No matter the topic, it is important that we have the tools to be able to read and learn from some of the lessons on how to mobilize for change from the past so we can build a brighter future. When I think about social justice initiatives, and the work that we do, we are helping to get the information in the hands of the community to do that basic community organizing mantra. When we have voice, we have power, and we can help set the agenda to build stronger and safer communities. Now, when we're looking at, at you yourself and all the things that you've accomplished and all the things that you continue to do, what is one of the most rewarding experiences that I've, uh, you know, came across your desk or your table or, or one of your works that you've uh put into that you want to say, this is it. This is that, that thing that I am most proud of. Oh, that's a wonderful question, Q Bear, because I'm still becoming. Today, I'm trying to figure out that one thing to continue to have an impact. But I have to tell you, the most touching story was receiving a letter back from a father that said he brought our book home, Justice Makes a Difference. And his daughter hugged the book and said, Daddy, that's me. That was important to us because in thinking about diversity of books, you're more likely to find a book that has on the cover a black bear or a black dog versus seeing a black girl or black boy centered in the story as the main character, as the difference maker. So we were creating change just with the nature of the types of books that we were creating and still creating today. Our young series called Little Leaders is about inspiring our young people. We have names like Kojo, Kofi. We are looking at culturally specific names so young people see a representation of themselves, those mirrors of themselves on the pages of books to say, you can do it, you can accomplish your dreams, and here we are with you to support you on that journey. So so in the lineup of uh, those dreams and those accomplishments and, and, and just looking at it straightforward, uh, we know some of the same people, and we know a lot of people in the same square. But even beyond that, to get a, away from that square and get around in that big circle, what would you say to some youngster or some adult that's out there right now when it comes to, you know, the little ones and how we could definitely do better in order to make it be, come out and be better? I would have to lean in on the words of Minister Malcolm X. He said that education is the passport, passport to the future and that tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. Let's make sure our children have the passports that they need to dream big, to create, and have a greater impact in their lives. For me, my life was just a one-mile radius in St. Paul, 
but by going libraries, by learning. What happened for me is before I traveled in the Great Wall of China and taught and lived in China, I had already traveled there. I felt I already been there. Before I stepped foot on the continent of Africa, I already had traveled there through the power of books. So books tap into imagination, books tap into creativity, and it helps us to formulate what we could be. Because President Ellen Sirleaf Johnson, the first black female head of state, said one thing. If our dreams are not big enough to scare us, they're not big enough. With reading books, going to the library, engaging around learning, my dreams got bigger day by day. No doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Artika Tyner, I want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you again just for all the things that you're doing and all the things that you will continue to do. Because I already know you you use a, a, a bad somebody. That's cut and dry. All right? Thank you, Q-Bear. Let's continue to read. No doubt, no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, letting you know that little moments count. It takes place every other Tuesday right here, 3.30 to 3.40. It's a 10-minute segment where we give you the opportunity to get enlightened with when it comes to the youth, the youngsters, and what's going on in the world today. And i like to say again, thank you very much to Dr. Artika Tyner for locking it in and making it happen. And also, if you'd like to hear a recording of this show of Little Moments Count, dot org backlash podcast or if you like to learn more about little moments count you can visit the website at little moments count dot org it's fm 899 kmoj no doubt about it it's the people's station thanks for listening to the little moments count radio podcast in partnership with community radio stations throughout minnesota you can find the Little Moments Count radio podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at littlemomentscount.org slash podcast.